they have responsibility of sharing their knowledge. They cannot hide or deny or keep it to themselves. The one who hides knowledge, he knows the truth, he knows the right of someone, for example, he has some knowledge, but he keeps it to himself or herself. He would be cursed by everything, including fish in ocean and birds in the sky. So, if we know something, we should share with other people. Of course, there are exceptions. Sometimes there are confidential things for people. We are not talking about that. But something that people need to know, and I know it. And then I don't share with them. Another hadith says, "Man katama ilman min ma yanfaulahu bihi fi amr nas or in some version, "Min ma yanfaulahu bihi amr al-din al-jamahulahu." Whoever hides some knowledge that God benefits with this knowledge some people or benefits religions, he hides this knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would make him suffer from uh, Punishment of fire. You know, the jam is uh, something that, uh, what is called in English? For horse safety. <laughs> so, when I heard the jam, I, I heard legend. Is it the same as. No, no, the uh, jam, the jam. The jam, when I got the. Like a horse. Oh, the, uh, horse yeah. yeah, like a calf. Yeah, so it means that he would be suffering from punishment of fire. So. This is about the significance of sharing your knowledge. Then again, about significance of teaching. I just select some hadith. According to a hadith, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had this conversation with Musa. You know, Musa alayhi salam was kalimullah. In addition to Torah, sometimes Allah talked to him as he may talk also to other prophets, what we call Hadith of Qudsi, divine saying. It's different from Quran or Torah or Injil. Allah Ta'ala ila Musa, God communicated to Musa, Ya Musa, ta'allam al-khayr wa'allimhu al-nas. O Musa, learn al-khayr, good things. Something which is good, useful, beneficial, and teach people the good. So learn the good and teach it to the people. فَإِنِّي مُنَذِّرٌ 
لمعلم الخير ومتعلميه قبورهم I enlighten, illuminate for the teachers of good and the learners of the good their graves so their graves would be dry with light حتى لا يستوحشوا بمكان to the extent that they don't feel lonely in their place so in dunya and even in barzakh in their graves they will have this light a concept that you find in many hadiths is also uh, the concept of appreciation of creation for a learner you know if you are a learner the whole world appreciates to the extent that even animals and birds appreciate that you are a learner and they would ask for forgiveness for you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says uh, sorry Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says inna Allah wa malaikatahu hatta namlata fi juhraha wa hatta al-hud fi al-bahr yusalluna ala mu'allim al-nas al-khayr Truly Allah, His angels, and even ants in their holes, wherever they are, and fish in birds, in oceans, they send salutations to the one who teaches people the good. So, we had those who hide that knowledge, they would be cursed by everything including animals those who share knowledge even animals insects they send salutation to them so this shows that this world is based on appreciation of good things it's not that this world is neutral this world has sensitivity towards good and bad if I do good in this world, everything, whether I like it or not, whether I understand it or not, would show appreciation. And if I don't act properly, they are all against me. Maybe I don't know, maybe I don't feel, but it would affect my soul, it would affect my progress. So, you can imagine like this, you know, that as if Allah has made the whole world like a school. He is a teacher, he has sent Rasulullah as a teacher, he has sent books. And if in this school we learn and teach, everything in this world would appreciate. Because you are acting according to the aim and purpose of this world. In another hadith, Rasulullah says, إِنَّ مُعَلِّمَ الْخَيْرِ يَسْتَغْفِرُ لَهُ دَوَابُ الْأَرْضِ The one who teaches good, all the animals would ask God for, for his forgiveness. And fish in the bird, in the oceans. Anything that has life in the sky. 
All the inhabitants of the sky and the earth. So, this is about some of the hadith. I'm just mentioning samples. Another concept that we have is that when you have knowledge, you should not use your knowledge for worldly gain. But there is a misunderstanding here and we have to clarify. The concept is this. No one should do istikal bil ilm. Istikal comes from akl. Akl means to eat. So we should not eat from our knowledge. People who eat from their knowledge are blamed. Some people have thought it means that when you teach, you shouldn't take money. This is not the right meaning. Of course, when you teach wajibat, you cannot take money. But when you teach, for example, uh, something which is not necessary, you can take money. And even for wajibat, people can give you money although you cannot charge them for something which is wajib to teach. But the whole concept is something else. The whole concept is, unfortunately, there have been people, and maybe there are people today, that they have knowledge, therefore people respect them. They have recognition from people. They have position. And then, instead of acting according to their knowledge, they take money and change the truth into what pleases people who pay them. If those who pay them, they don't want something to be said, they keep quiet. If they want to say something in a you know, manipulated way, they do it to please them. This is the main problem. So let me for you, read for you some hadith. For example, Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is quoted as saying, Maktubun fil kitab al-awwal. In the first book, maybe he means the first book given by God to a prophet. Yabna Adam, O son of Adam. Allem Majanan Kama Ullimta Majan. In the same way that you have received knowledge free of charge, you should also teach people free of charge. In another hadith, Rasulullah said, Man Akala Bil Ilm, Fama Sallahu Ala Wajahi. Whoever eats with his knowledge means he makes his knowledge the source of income. I will explain how, as I said. So, akala he eats with his knowledge. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would change his face, distort his face, 
and would send him go backward, means he would go to the state before him, like Jahiliya, and punishment would be more suitable for him because he's using air to eat. Or in another hadith, Rasulullah said, Ta'allamu al-Qur'an. Learn Qur'an. Wala ta'akulubih. Don't eat with the Qur'an. Wala tastakbirubih. And don't also appear as arrogant people saying, because I teach Qur'an, then everyone is inferior to me. Everyone has to serve me. So, the idea is that if other people use their knowledge to teach, to write books, to translate, I don't know, to do some projects and they take money, a teacher of Quran, a teacher of Akhlaq, a teacher of religion, should not consider himself as other people. That this is the value of my teaching. When you teach, you should consider this as a service. You should not say the value of teaching Quran is $10 or $100 or $1,000 per hour. You are underestimating your knowledge and this gift. You are underestimating the Quran if you consider a payment for it. In the same way that prophets and messengers said, we don't expect any payment. La as'alukum alayya ajra. Of course, Prophet Muhammad said, like other prophets, but with respect to him, in some places he says, I don't expect any payment. In some places, Allah says, Allah as'alukum alayya Anyway, he didn't want anything worldly from them, anything for himself. In the same way, teachers who continue the job of the prophets, they should not expect from people to pay them. People should feel responsible to support them. That this person is dedicating his life to learning and teaching. We should support them. We should make sure that they have good life, reasonable life, honorable life. Unfortunately, when the society or community is not good, people don't feel responsible, and people who teach, they want to be making sure that they are paid enough, and sometimes even they may become greedy. So, everything loses its value. If people pay by their own interest and desire they get reward because they are supporting teaching of Quran and that person also when without asking takes money his honor is kept his reward is kept but if people don't give unless they are forced so their reward is zero or little because they didn't do it voluntarily and willingly and the other person also, by mentioning and making this as a condition, he is also losing part of his reward or honor. Sometimes maybe there is no choice. Uh, I don't want to judge about people and uh, I don't want to go into details, but the best is that we 
as scholars, teachers, if we exercise some patience and let you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala undertake our rest and let's see what people are going to do. And unless you are really, really in a critical situation, don't you know, fix any country. If people give, alhamdulillah, if they don't give, it's okay. Uh, Allah is going to take care of the rest of everyone, especially learners. We have had this, that in a special way, Allah has undertaken the rest of the learners. So, تَعَلَّمُوا الْقُرْآنَ وَلَا تَأْكُلُوا بِهِ وَلَا تَسْتَكْبِرُوا بِهِ Learn the Qur'an, don't eat with the Qur'an, and don't develop arrogance with the Qur'an. In another hadith, Imam Imam Sadiq said, If someone goes after hadith, he wants to study and learn hadith for worldly benefit, he would not have anything for akhirah, any gaining and saving for Akhirah. But if he wants with this hadith the good of Akhirah, Allah would give him good of dunya and Akhirah. And about the interpretation of eating with money, Imam Sadiq says that you know the one who eats with his knowledge becomes poor. Then a person called Hamzat ibn Hamran says, May I be your ransom in your Shia community, in your followers, among them there are people who learn your knowledge. And they spread it among your Shia. And it's not that they don't receive anything. They receive some gifts, some hadiyah, some ikram. Imam Sadiq said, No, these are not people that we mean when we say people who eat with dinner. They teach. People give them gifts, you know, show respect. That's not a problem. We mean by those who eat with knowledge or through knowledge, people that put themselves in a position, in a high position. And they issue fatwas, they issue verdicts without being qualified, without having the knowledge or information or guidance. They harm people's rights, they violate people's rights just for dunya. This is the problem. So the conclusion is that 
First of all, we should not teach or learn for dunya. Secondly, if you do something sincerely but people pay you, it's not a problem. This is not a stick kind of a friend. And thirdly, the worst thing is if someone manipulates the truth with his knowledge and then takes money or does something to please the people who pay him. That's the problem. The next issue is about learning for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. We have many beautiful hadiths here. Oh, this is like other concept? Yes. Okay. Another discussion that we have in hadith about learning for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says, Al-alim إِذَا أَرَادَ بِعِلْمِهِ وَجْهَ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى If the learned person seeks the face of God, the pleasure of God, هَابَهُ كُلُّ شَيْءٍ Everything will have respect for him. There will be a sense of awe towards him. هَابَهُ The kind of respect. It's not fear, negative fear, you know? It's a respectful fear towards him. But if Alam tries to accumulate money and treasure, you know, lots of gold and silver and money, then this Alam would fear everything. So, if he's sincere, everyone respects him, everyone with bad intention would fear him. But if he goes after dunya, he will have fear because he's worried that I may lose this position. If I do this, you know, someone may get angry. So they don't do their job properly. Amir al-Mu'mini said, لو أن حملت العلم حملوه بحقه If the carriers of knowledge means teachers, the students, the learners, the scholars. If they had carried knowledge بحقه, properly and observing the right of knowledge. لَأَحَبَّهُ اللَّهُ وَمَلَائِكَتُهُ وَأَحْلُ طَاعَتِهِ مِنْ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala his angels and all the people who are obedient to Allah among his creation would have loved him. But unfortunately, some people of knowledge, some ulama, some students, they carried knowledge seeking dunya. Then Allah didn't like them. And they lost their respect among people. So neither Allah loves them, nor people respect them. When alim or student is after dunya. In a very famous and moving hadith, Imam Sadiq said, Man ta'allama lillah wa'amila lillah wa'allama lillah Du'iya fi malakut as-samawati 
whoever learns for the sake of Allah acts upon it for the sake of Allah and teaches for the sake of Allah because three things come together learning, acting, teaching if you do these things for the sake of Allah in kingdom of skies and earth not among people, not on TV and newspapers or internet no sometimes people quickly become very famous, everyone respects them in dunya, then after some time goes down, sometimes it becomes even negative. This is not the most important thing. The most important thing is that in the kingdom of Allah, in Malakut, someone is mentioned by praise. Du'iyafi Malakut In the kingdom of the sky, means in the world of spirits, in the world of realities, in the world of mujarradat, this person would be called alim, with great honor and respect. Faqira, and it will be said, Ta'allama lillah, wa'amila lillah, wa'allama lillah. There will be such announcement, because people may be surprised, why this person is so great? So the reason is given. Ta'allama lillah. You learn for the sake of Allah. Wa'amala lillah. Wa'allama lillah. Now, I want to mention some of the things that happen to a true learner. Someone who learns for the sake of Allah. And these are the things that we should check and see if we have them. And also we should check in our students. If we have them and our students have them, it's good. Otherwise, we have to revise. Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Man talaba l'ilma lillah Lam yusib minhu baban Unfortunately, one of the common problems is that when people learn and go higher in the ladder of knowledge and receive qualifications, degree, respect, they become arrogant, they become proud of themselves. And this is actually quite opposite to what should happen when you learn. When you learn, you should become more and more humble. So, if you want to test yourself, whether you are on the right track or not, you should see whether you become more humble or not. If I am in the first year of, for example, Jose, or the second year of the Jose, or the third year of the Jose, I should see that I have become more and more humble. So, senior students must be more humble than junior students. Teachers must be more humble than students. So this is very important. Man lam min He, the one who seeks knowledge for the sake of Allah, would not reach any door, any gate of knowledge, unless he would increase in his humbleness and emptiness 
Because knowledge helps you understand the greatness of the world, the greatness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then you realize how little you are. Yes. Is it, uh, this is include when sometimes feel a little bit happy that you reach this uh, level of knowledge for yourself, not to show to others. Does this no, include the, happy, the happiness? Yeah. yeah, there is a joy in learning. That's good. That's a pleasure. There's a joy. But you should not become arrogant. So the more you learn, first of all, the more you should learn your problems. The more you know that how much you don't know. Yes. You know? The people who are not involved in studies, they think they know most of the things. When you go to first year class, you realize there are many things you don't know. But the people who really know how much they lack are ulama. Mm -hmm. Ulama more than anyone else have questions. More than anyone else, they know that there are many, you know, many, many parts of the truth that we don't know. There are domains of the world that we don't know. So, the more you develop, the more humble you become. You know, uh, sometimes it is said, as in a sense of humorous, that some students who go to the seminary, to the older, sometimes in the early years, they think they are like, for example, prophets or imam. They know as if everything. Why? Because they quickly learn things and compare themselves to the people who don't know those things, they think they know a lot. Then they go a little bit higher, then they realize, no, they are not like Imams, maybe they are like, like ulama and mujtahid. They go a little bit. After 20 years, 30 years, 40 years of a study, when you ask them who you are, they say, I'm a talibah. When someone says, I am a Talabi, then it means that he has made progress. But if someone says, I am Ayatollah, I am Mujtahid, I am a philosopher, I am a great thinker, a great scholar, then it means that he is still in the beginning. Or, Na'udhu Billah, he is arrogant. Of course, sometime for the sake of uh, public, you know, at first, you have to introduce yourself. That's another issue. But I'm saying the way you look at yourself. Sometimes I have to say to people that, for example, I have this qualification, because otherwise I cannot function. But never to pretend what you are not. And even never think for yourself that you are the great scholar. Something that makes me very worried is when people easily condemn or reject the ideas of great scholars. It's very good that we have free thinking in Shia Islam and we encourage people to develop their own ideas. But it comes with many years of studies and it should always be with respect. I should not be disagreeing with ulama in order to prove myself. I should not think that I am successful if, for example, I can reject Allah's Tabatabai's tafsir in this ayah. My main interest should be in understanding the reality. 
And if that is what Allah has understood, Alhamdulillah, I should be very happy that Alhamdulillah He has understood it and I am also able to come with agreement with Him. If for any reason I think He didn't understand it as He should, and I check it and check it and check it, then I can have my own understanding, but not with the sense of lowering the condition of Allah to raise myself. Oh, you know, Nauzubillah making mockery, you say, no, he made mistake, I know the answer. No. You never, you know, be, would be happy to see that another alim has made mistake. You should do your best to understand what was the wisdom behind their way of understanding, give them maximum respect, and at the same time be a free thinker. This is the beauty of our scholars that when it comes to other ulama, they are full of respect. But at the same time, they don't close their mind and just imitate or follow. Because, you know, an alim should not do taqlid of another alim. A mujtahid cannot do taqlid of another mujtahid. A philosopher cannot do taqlid of another philosopher. They should be free thinkers. They should be independent in their studies, but with respect appreciation of the previous scholars. In any case, Alim should improve in his humbleness. In himself, he feels very humble, and also when he interacts with people, also shows modesty and humbleness. Because there are two sides, yes. Afonofinas. Wafinas. Wafinase Tabawan. Thank you. Because there are two aspects. One is my internal humbleness. Because sometimes you can be alone and arrogant. Yeah? And also with respect to the way I treat people. We need internal tabago and we need external tabago. Humbleness with people, how you respect people, how you treat people, and also internally. You know, uh, there are people that sometimes they treat people with humbleness, but in their heart they are not humble. Yeah? Both are needed. Balillahi khawfan. If someone learns for the sake of Allah, he would develop fear for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He would become more God-fearing. And when it comes to religion, he would be making more efforts. Ejtahad means to do your best, to exhaust your energy. If Ordinary people do wajibat, a teacher, a scholar, they should try to do mustahabat as well. If ordinary people avoid haram, <coughs> a teacher, a muallim, a scholar, a muta'allim, a learner, <coughs> should try to avoid both haram and shubahat, the things which are dubious. You know, there are things which are clearly haram. 
But there are also things which are not known to be haram, but also not known to be halal. Yeah? Mixed. Not clear. We have to avoid even these dubious things. This is the person who is benefiting from his knowledge. So he should learn. So, if your humbleness is improving, if your behavior with people is improving, if your fear for Allah is developing, if you are becoming more precocious and more careful in your religious life, then you are on the right track, you are benefiting. But, the one who is learning, seeking knowledge for dunya. He wants to have good position among people. He wants to be respected by people. He wants to get a, you know, something from the king, from those who have power. He would not reach any gate of knowledge unless quite opposite to what we said in himself he increases in greatness he thinks I am a great person he becomes proud of himself he admires himself and instead of being humble with people he would be rude and he would be disrespectful and arrogant instead of having khawf he would be maghroor he would be deceived he would not have proper fear from Allah instead of being more precocious he would disregard his faith this is the one who would not benefit from knowledge if this is going to be the case, he should stop. Because the more he goes on in this journey, he goes farther away from Haq. And indeed, he is developing more Hujja against himself, more arguments against himself. he would uh, add more regret to himself on the Day of Judgment if he carries on like this. So, it's very important that we have proper intention in learning, proper approach. And the sign of that is that if it is for the sake of Allah, you will see you become more humble, you will become more pious, more precocious, more careful, more alert, more respectful to other people, to other scholars. But if you become more harsh, if you become more, you know, arrogant, more proud of yourself, then this means that you are not on the right track. You know, once I mentioned this example, and this will be the last point, Sometimes people learn 
and because they have not really grown, their perspective has not changed, therefore they think they are higher than other people. Like what? Imagine now we are seeing the roof. The ceiling for us is the end of the world because we cannot see beyond it. Okay? So, if the ceiling remains and I go one meter above, I feel I have become closer to the top and higher than other people just because one meter I have gone high. I am closer to the ceiling and I am above other people for one meter. If I go two meters, then I see, oh, my head is touching the end of the world. Because for us, this ceiling is the end of the world. But when you are learning properly, the more you learn, the more this ceiling goes higher. And then it goes beyond dunya, reaches malakut. So, if other people have four meters above their head, you would see there are millions of miles above your head. So even if you go one kilometer above them, still you feel very little. And you know everything is a gift of Allah, so you don't become, you know, arrogant, you don't think that I am better than them. No, you, Allah has given you something as a gift and as an amana and as a test. You shouldn't think that this is my achievement. I am better than other people. So, true learning and true teaching comes with humbleness, with softness, with gentleness, with mercy, with good relation with other people. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to the Prophet, فَبِمَا رَحْمَةٍ مِنَ اللَّهِ لِنْتَ لَهُمْ Because of receiving mercy from Allah, you have become soft with people. If you are on the right track and you get closer to God, you should receive more mercy from Allah and then you become more merciful, more kind, more soft, more humble. I hope, inshallah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will enable us to follow the path of learning and teaching and acting and in this process also take other people so that inshallah we go as a group as a community towards hat alhamdulillah